Today is January 6th, and Domingo Herman has been suspended. The Yankees have hired a completely new training staff, and we have Yankees third base coach Phil Nevin on the program. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Yanks. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from Harlem, New York. And I've got my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver, Colorado. And we're two guys who like talking about the Yankees. And so we're going to do it for a little bit. Thank you very much for joining us. And special shout out to our most recent Patreon, Sarah Lucarelli. Thank you very much. She's our most recent patron. If you want to support everything we do here on Talking Yanks, you can go to patreon.com slash Yanks. Jake, it is a nice Monday night. You and I are pretty excited this morning, back into the swing of things. Holidays are officially behind us. Feels like let's start getting, let's start doing podcasts, let's start grinding. Spring training is yet to come though, and the Yankees are yet to like make another move. How are you holding up? So I hate that you might know the actual human answer to this, but this is definitely, I think the first full week back after New New Year's is when Billy Joel wrote Back in the New York Groove, because that's what we're in right now. I mean, we're back. That's not a Billy Joel song. Nailed it. It's by Kiss. One for one. It's it's a Kiss song, and I don't know when- Did Billy Joel ever sing it? I don't know. Like New York State of Mind? He wrote that, but that was after he moved home from L.A. He wrote Goodbye Hollywood. Well- I heard Billy Joel sing it once, and I think he wrote the lyrics for Kiss, and it was the first week of the new year. Okay, okay. Well, the album was released. It doesn't say, didn't say why this song was written. But maybe you're right, but you're probably totally wrong because you thought it was a Billy Joel song. Well, so I'm all over that, but I'm doing well, man. I mean, it's... uh. Man, tough. We we did this on talking baseball, but I guess we could say it here because not everyone doubles up. But man, those like four weeks from winter meetings till now was a weird mix of a lot going on between family stuff, holidays, a bit of work, and just getting life in order and a little bit of fun along the way. Oh. And now we're uh, now we're back, man. I'm I'm stoked. It's um. I'm also getting the itch. Like 2020 is a big number on the board. Spring training's around the corner. And now like I'm starting to get myself hyped for all the cool stuff we're going to do this year between Yankee stuff and John Boy stuff that it's, I I don't know. You know, I'm not a goal setter because I don't like reaching and and falling for the stars, but like we're going to do some awesome stuff this year. And it's like, okay, let's happen. Let's win the world series with Garrett Cole. I know. That's what I'm saying. It feels like, okay, holidays are over. Let's get going. But we still have this dead period of no baseball before spring training starts. And I I don't think the Yankees are going to make any more moves. So I think like we just have to sit still 
and just clamor about the coal signing for some more. Go listen to the, the old episode. <laughs> Yet, I, I mean, we're going to get something. It, it's just a matter if it's a, a seven on the seven out of 10 on the scale or if it's a three out of 10 on the scale. I mean, last year, I, I and again, free agency was very different last year, but I think we signed Britain and Adovino pretty late in the game. Yeah, but everyone got um, signed. They might get another reliever. They might get, like I've been saying, maybe a middle infielder if they if they're scouring the minor leagues for that unproven blocked bat. But I'm content if they don't do anything else. Yeah, and I mean, we are going to talk about it a little later with some of the Herman stuff. But there there have been the hat rumors all off season, mostly mostly created by Yankee fans, I think. But you could understand why it makes sense, especially now that the starting pitching free agency market has really cleared out. If if that is a real thing, like we've hit the time period where something would happen. Um, so I don't know. I I doubt I doubt we're going to hit a 7 out of 10 on that scale, like mentioned. Uh, if we do, we'll find a way to jazz it up, and we'll be like, can you believe that we invited... I'm trying to think of a good... We invited Jason Kipnis to spring training. Can you believe it? Like, we'll find a way to get hyped over it. But, uh, yeah, man, it, like, let's go. Let's let's get to the middle of February. Let's report to camp. Yeah. Brett Gardner hasn't even been announced yet, so they do have to make a 40-man move for him. So maybe there is, like, a, right. a, weird, a weird trade looming. That's kind of something... That's what we can be excited for. How are they going to Okay. How are they going to clear space for Brett Gardner? That's the excitement level we're at here in January Yankees baseball. But it it is funny that and this isn't like an original thought, but no one in anywhere can claim it as an original thought because it's just a conglomerate thought. Yankees fans got everything they wanted this winter. New yeah. catching coach, new pitching coach, new training staff, Garrett Cole. So I I bet there's some people on Twitter that I have muted that are complaining, but I don't know what they were complaining about this year. It's like the fans run the franchise and Herman gets suspended. And that's kind of the blemish on this post, uh, this off season and not that he got suspended, that Domingo Herman turned out to be kind of a bad guy. And it's a touchy right. topic and we don't really like doing touchy topics, but obviously we have to talk about it. But I'm just going to kind of, Give my spiel, Jake, which I, and I don't need You even, give your spiel, I'll give my spiel, but there is, I want to talk about the baseball side of it, because there is some stuff that needs to be talked about about that, yeah. but we do need to get over this hurdle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There are some, like, Yankee baseball repercussions or aftermath, but I will say this. I think the Yankees and MLB handled the situation well. I'm glad that the public doesn't know the gritty details of what happened, but it also leaves some looming doubt of, like, what happened? Did he, was it absolutely horrendous? Was it something that half of us would be like, oh, I thought it was much worse? Or are people going to be like, oh, shit, he's a terrible guy? We have no idea. So to speak on it as if it's one or if it's the other, it's just kind of a fool's errand. All we know is that the league and the Yankees took him out of the lineup and the, and the, the team immediately. They did one of the more thorough investigations. They kept it all in-house. And they doled out, I think, the harshest penalty for domestic abuse situation we've seen yet. So there are some tea leaves that, you know, and he's not fighting it. So it must have been pretty bad. And I think it's good that they, they handled it that way. I think everyone handled it well. Um, Herman, it's all, do you believe in second chances? 
is, is he going to take this and become a better person? I hope so. Is he not? I hope not. And then the, the other interesting thing is like bad guy. I, I don't really like, you know, I don't really like thinking about Domingo Herman if he abused his, uh, was wife or girlfriend, partner, or spouse. Yeah. But I think this is the real interesting thing. And this isn't even a take. People will still root for the results if he comes back. And that's, that's the hardest thing for me to even wrap my head around. Like if it's okay, because if he does come back and he does his time and he's on the mound and he's wearing pinstripes and he strikes out a guy that's wearing an opposing uniform, I'll like that because I like when Yankees players do better than the team they're facing, but it feels dirty liking that. And a lot of people aren't going to be able to like that. And some people will do it easily because they root for the laundry, not the person. And I think that's where with sports more than, you know, if this happens in regular life, it gets really conflicting. And like, I'm conflicted over it because if he comes back and he plays, I want him to do well. My dream scenario is that by the time he's not suspended, Hap or Gumby are fucking locked up that fifth role and there's no injuries and his whole season's kind of a bust and then he serves double time and then we'll see you in 2021 the Yankees would be doing well if that's the case it means Gumby or Haps would be in a rock star yeah and at the same time if if there's a spot in the rotation and he's eligible to come back I mean in theory as Yankee fans we are going to be rooting for that and it it's the it's the mind the mind fuck of the whole situation and mine's you know very similar to what you touched upon my thing is a lot of people don't believe that professional sports people deserve second chances on something like this and if that's your stance it's not necessarily wrong like that's what you think and that's fair um MLB and the Yankees did their thing on this they handed out the punishment and after it they're going to say that he is allowed to play and there's a number of examples of this in the major leagues Roberto Azuna on Houston um, I mean, Araldis Chapman, <laughs> you know, like he's he he had his own situation and, and a number of other cases. So um, I don't know if you're one of the people that fights the war on Twitter every day. And that's that's how you spend your your three nights when you get home, just fighting other fan bases. I mean, be ready for it when when it happens, it comes back and you better have your stance on it. Because, yeah, like you said, it, it's it's it it tears you apart because if. Domingo Herman is on the field and pitching well for us. He's technically served his punishment, and you should kind of be all right with that if you're into second chances or whatever. I mean, I know I am. We're, we've all been young and made mistakes at a certain point. Maybe he comes back and he does a lot of charity work and he donates some money and he does some good guy stuff from here on out. And, you know, it sucks that he has to learn a lesson that way, but... You know, everyone takes their different path. Getting a little heavy, Jake, but uh, I don't know. Get Have your stance on it, and um, you, you're right. It, it does suck that a guy that was having a really special breakout season last year, I mean, there's always like this little asterisk in your head of him as a person, which sucks. You don't want to look at your athletes like that. Let's talk about the baseball, Jim, because this is kind of a wild thing. There's, what, 63 games left on the suspension? Yes, which puts yeah. it to June. I believe so. I think early June. So injuries or bad performance, because we're going to see how this plays out. Like right now, Hap's the fifth starter, 
and Gumby's in waiting. And one of them will be, because I mean, it's not like Domingo Herman comes back in June and then he's pitching in the major leagues. Right. He has to go. I don't know. He can't, he can't pitch in spring training. I don't know if he can pitch in the minors before the suspension is up. I don't think so. I would think not. I think he's going to have to go through, just wait it out and do like conditioning on the side on his own. Right. And then, but then he's still going to have to go to a couple games in, in the minor leagues. So you would think that if there's an injury, which most likely there will be, and that's not like being pessimistic. It's kind of one injury in a rotation that's realistic. Could be small. Gumby will get a chance. And I love Gumby, and I like Hap, and I know that people really are down on Hap. I don't know how people feel about Gumby anymore. There's a chance that, like, Herman is ready to go, and the Yankees kind of don't have a spot for him. But I think they would put him on the in the roster as the bulk guy or the long man or something like that. I don't know. What do you think? It really does get tricky. And I, again, like we've talked about with the depth last year, like we've talked about with DJ LeMayu last year, uh, you know, we, how many hours did we spend talking about where's DJ LeMayu going to find at bats? And he became the MVP of the team last year. Um, I mean, there is a good likelihood that by the time Domingo Herman is ready to pitch, whether that's, mid to late June, maybe all-star break, if they do like a full spring training routine with him. Um, Maybe it's June and we're hammering the table that we need him from a baseball aspect. Um, I'm really interested to see how they handle it. It's, um, you know, is there a world where Brian Cashman is worried about injuries and things like that, that they just have Domingo ready as a relief weapon for the season? Um I don't think so because it's easier to go from starting pitcher to reliever than reliever to starting pitcher if they need that. Um, it, it, it's going to be really interesting. I think they're going to treat it as almost a July 1st. They're adding a piece to the team kind of like they did with Didi last year and wherever they need Domingo, they'll slide him in. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's tricky, I think. And and it's almost like you have to try to sit in cash god seat and think of it. Don't even think about doing that. Right? Um, scary. I mean, similar physiques, whatever. But um, hmm. plus 30 pounds of fat on me. I, I don't know. I think you, you've you already had to make a conscious decision that you have to get over the suspension and what's it about. And you have to say, this guy is an asset for us who's got crazy strikeout rates. And he had a, you know, a really crazy year last year that, yeah, if he comes back in July 1st and he can be the five man in your rotation, I mean, that's insane. So I'm I'm interested to see you're right the Gumby and Hap part of this are are pretty wild along with the rest of our rotation. So it's um I don't know. I feel I feel like we're going to have the conversation now. We're going to snap our fingers. It's going to be June 3rd and we're going to be like, "What the hell are we going to We're either going to say, "What the hell are we going to do with Herman?" or we're going to say like, "Hey, get ready, man. We need you." Yeah. Well, I'm still rooting for that Hap, Gumby, and the rest of the staff are so good, which right. means they're doing so well for the Yankees, which means we're not getting hurt in the wins and loss column. Sessa. And then that means Herman gets doubly punished. Am I allowed to do that? Yes, I think so. I think so. Okay, cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Let's move on to the Yankees. Hiring 
They uh, they retooled their pitching staff, Jake. They really only fired one guy, the strength and condition, strength and conditioning guy, Matt Krause, who had two years left on his contract, fired him. I guess 30 injuries will do that. We had heard rumblings. Who did we hear that from last year that they like the Yankees the Yankees were really behind in their like like some pl- some player or someone that had been around was like yeah they're they're really behind. Fuck. I shouldn't have said it cuz I don't remember correctly who or what it was. Yeah, I don't know. But I had heard I had heard rumblings that like the Yankees like they didn't really do much uh of like the yoga and the new wave stuff and all that good shit. So, he's out. He's the only one that gets fired. Everyone else is kind of still hanging around besides someone we'll get to later. They bring in what's his name? Eric Creasy. Creasy Cressy. Yeah, I'm not sure how to say it. Who people talk really highly of. He started his own company and he does a podcast. And I think that made me laugh out loud because we learned at winter meetings that Tanner Smith, the new catching coach, was on a podcast and Cashman listens to a lot of podcasts. What up, Cash? I know you listen to us every now and then because he drives to work every day and he listens to baseball podcasts. And he heard Tanner Smith on a podcast, and that was the first time he was like, who's this guy? Because they weren't looking for a new catching coach, but they were just heard, Cash heard him and was blown away on the podcast. Um, and then it cracked me up when I found out this Cressy guy's got a podcast, and I was like, do you think that's just like, if you want to get hired by the Yankees, go fucking make a podcast? That's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, it's not So, bad. yeah, I, I, I obviously don't know... <laughs> The, the details, the finer details of Eric Cressy's um, athletic training, but we we have a couple buddies that work in that field, and they like bow to him as a god. Um, our our guy Sheedy, who mixes it up on Yankees Twitter uh, sometimes, he he was like, "This is a huge hire for you guys." We'll see. Um, I mean, either way, the injuries have to come down, only because we set the record last year for the most. So. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, I mean, you know, does it tie into player performance and how everybody's feeling? That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I obviously don't know the full impact it, Hey, it'd be a cool part of the DVD if it's like, yeah, this Cressy dude, all of us felt great, never felt better. And we, we won it all. He's the best and we love him. Close your eyes. Have you seen pictures okay. of Eric Cressy before? I've seen one, that one floating around of him, like, guiding the guy working out. Oh. He looks like how I want him to look. Okay. There you go. Bald. Borderline offensive. Bald. That's all. Okay. You can't be a strength and conditioning coach and have a full head of hair. It's almost illegal. You know who has one? That's true. The Astros. They have that pretty boy who looks like a Russian, like, jerk off. (laughs) Yeah, I almost respect that. I almost respect that because he does look so much of like a, a Russian spy, which I guess technically a Houston spy. Um, yeah, if you're a strength and conditioning coach, you either have to be bald or have silly facial hair or look like a villain. Yeah. No, he looks like a very nice guy, but he's bald. Right, but he's bald. But he's yeah. bald. He looks like Brett Gardner's older brother. Got to check one of the three boxes. Oh, they're going to be best friends. So, like, this dude's not going to be with the team all the time, I don't think, because he's keeping his job at high-performance training and all that, and he's keeping his old clients, which include, like, Scherzer and Kluber and all these guys. But what he's doing is he's building a staff and implementing his philosophies and strategies and all that onto 
the staff and the team. So it's an interesting route. They're like, dude, we want you so bad. We just want your brain. We don't need your in the capacity of the team 100%, but just like, you know, guide us. Just give us the info, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Give us your fucking PDFs and we'll be good. Like, okay, cool. You're in charge. So he's also going to make the hire. So there might be some changes. There may be some new people brought in. That Kraus dude is out. And, and, you know, this is where we get into a really uh, bad situation, Jake. But the strength and conditioning coach, Kraus, he's not what I want my strength and conditioning coach to look like. Am I allowed to say that? Good. He's gone. It's just too much hair. Right. But he's gone. Yeah. I mean, Have you seen the Oregon football team strength and conditioning coach? Maybe. I think you'd hate him on sight, but then you'd come to respect what he's doing. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Oregon strength and conditioning coach. Yes. Uh, hate him on sight. That's a clear hate on sight. Right. And then, um, yeah, no. But it it works because he's Oregon. Yeah. He's got this long hipster mustache. He's roped up, and he's your rah-rah guy. It does work because he's I think Oregon. It, I think it works. I'd cut that off in his sleep if I was a player. Ooh, you'd have a bad next morning. Remember remember when I threatened to cut off uh, Rat Tail's Rat Tail in sophomore year of bio class? Yeah, not nice. No, threatened to kill me. Uh, yeah, I'm on his side, for the record. Oh, I am too. I wasn't, right. I wasn't, I I wasn't going <laughs> to cut his rat tail off. but I. You kind of can't leave sides in that situation. I'm sorry. I am You're not on stuck. my I'm not on my side. Like that's OJ saying, I wish I didn't kill her. No, no, no. I, I put his rat tail. Cause You're OJ Simpson. I sat behind him. I put his rat tail in between the blades of my scissors. And the fright <laughs> of. Oh, not nice. The fright of fucking God went through his eyes. And he looked at me and he said, if you ever touch my rat tail again, I will fucking kill you. And I was like, oh, I'm on your side, buddy. I'd kill me too. Yeah. Been growing that thing Bad since guy. birth. So anyway, I saw him at a wedding. I've got I the bigger question. I saw him at a wedding expo like 10 years later. I asked him, do you remember when I almost cut off your rat tail? He said, yeah. <laughs> do you guys laugh over it? Yeah. I was like, oh, sorry about that. He was like, yeah, I would have killed you. <laughs> I like I like Danny. He's the reason I was the section leader of the low brass section in the seventh grade. We could talk about that in the next hour of Talking Yanks. Um, I've got the biggest question for you, and I haven't looked this up, and I don't know if we know. Is Donahue, Dono, is he going to be on the bench? That's what we don't know yet. Okay. Um, so Donahue is basically being the other guy who is, I don't know enough about the other guy that's replacing him. I know that he's kind of bland and I, I don't like him yet because Gino was an old fun man that was adored. And then Dono is one of the cuter mans to wear pinstripes since Don. We had a system. We had a system. Old cute. You win our hearts over 15 years and then you get the job and the other guy retires. That's how this works. (laughs) So the new guy, what's his name? I'm going to try and look it up. He is not, you know, in my heart. The same way right. uh, it's uh, Michael Shook. Michael Shook has me shook because he's not an old man. I like I like my trainers, old men. Um, dude, I, do you think Dono's, they're moving on from Dono because of anything due to the injuries? Because I think it's a totally separate thing. He's been around for like 50 years. They got a young guy. I mean, for all we know, Dono could be like, yeah, phase me out. I'm ready. Like you said, we had our Yankee system. Like you, you 
you come in, you're kind of old, you get old, the guy retires, you're the guy, and then it, it, you, you hit the forward button on that. I think what we kind of have with the trainers is a situation where just like managers and analytics, like the analytics and the advancements in medical stuff has passed what Dono's going to learn at this point in his career. Dono's Larry Rothschild. <laughs> Dono is Larry Rothschild. I, th- I think that's almost a perfect comparison, except one's a curmudgeon and one's a beautiful, friendly man. Um, but yeah, I, I think the part that, and again, this very much is going to depend if he's allowed to be on the bench this year or not. Um, because if he's on the bench, I'm fine with his new title. Because this is everything we said last year, that Dono's around if you get hurt mid-game, rice, rest, elevate, all that stuff. Like, yeah, keep Dono around for that and just his good vibes. Um, but if Dono's just, like, kind of hanging around the team as this weird old guy that used to fix dudes, I don't love that. Well, what if he's still taping up balls that need to be taped like and marked like special balls? What if he's still... If he's on the dugout bench, I'm elated. Okay. Okay. Uh, his title is really good. Emeritus? Emeritus. Emeritus. Emeritus? I don't know how you pronounce it. Which means um, he is uh, head trainer Emeritus... Which means on, in name only. Yeah, Joe's, 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 Keith, and uh, Chris McFly had a lot of fun with that on the Pinstripe Strong uh, podcast. Go listen go to the Pinstripe Strong podcast that came out yesterday. <laughs> they were recreating the firing. I'm going to tell Keith's joke because yes. I fucking loved it so much. They're like replacing him to Emeritus, and they tell Dono, <laughs> Keith McPherson <laughs> made the joke that Dono in the parking lot was like, hey, Siri, what's Emeritus mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like definitely went through the whole thing and is like, what's going on? Um, so that's but, cool. Bye, Dono. We we talked with Dono at winter meetings for two seconds, and I regretted not yeah. getting a picture with him. And his voice was different than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and can we, because it literally was a 45-second exchange, can we talk about that at all? Sure, we just said, hey, Dono, how you doing? Well, first, actually, I think we were doing a podcast live with Kuznick and Dono walked by and I just said, Dono, he he stopped and started walking towards us and then realized he didn't know who we were and I haven't met him and I shouldn't have yelled his name as if we were old friends. We both waved like he was someone that we see every Thursday and Friday. Because I think of him as my old, my, my like old grandpa friend. Yeah. And then he like started walking over and then kind of was like, what? Hey, hey. And then, was, then we just waved and just waved and walked away. <laughs> so, so then we see him later in the lobby and we were, we were kind of bummed out. We didn't get to corner him before. So we see him in the lobby and we did, we ditched something to go see him. We were uh, trying to uh, spy on Jeff Passon. We're like, Hey Donald, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and he was like, we, I think we froze up and we're like, so do you like winter meetings? <laughs> we're like, oh, we blew it. And he's like, honestly, I'm about to get out of here. I'm taking the red eye out. He's like, I just met with all the big wigs upstairs. I'm happy to get out of here. <laughs> I, told <laughs> like, him, I told him his Instagram like was great. And he said, yes. yeah, it was that moth got stuck in the ump's ear. I got uh, like 4,000 followers. And I said, yeah, that was my video. Didi ripped it. I ripped it from Yes Network. Didi ripped it right. from me. Posted it yeah. on his. Didn't watermark it. Felt like an idiot. Still do. Yeah. Born this way. Okay. I just need the new strength or 
training guy, whatever. What's the head trainer, athletic trainer, Matt Chuck? Google it. You can you can barely find pictures of him on the internet. I need you to up what you do. Oh, wow. I need to look, I need, you know what, Lindsay Adler, can you write a bio on Matt Shook and tell me some yeah. quirky shit about him? Because I need to like him. We need the weirdest thing you got on Matt Shook. Yeah. We'll have him on the show. Is it Shook? Like hook with an eight S at the beginning? No, it's S C H U K. Shuck. So it was never Matt Shook. Well, it depends how you pronounce Shuck. <laughs> what a plot twist. Oh, I'm getting a call. I declined okay. it. Okay. I declined it. Hope don't it's even, not from Matt worry. Shook. I think that's all. We got to film the Nevin interview that we're going to throw it to to end out this show. Nevin uh, stopped by during winter meetings. He went on Yes Network before he went on. I said, hey, Phil. You're going to come over here and talk with us? And he follows me on Twitter, so he was aware of us and sat down and talked with us. And it was very nice. And he has the coolest voice ever, and you're about to hear it. Anything to say? I was just going to say something after. I mean, you you led the whole thing up. Here he is. All right, we are joined now by third base coach of the New York Yankees, best voice in all of baseball, in my opinion, Phil Nevin. Voice? Yeah. I'm going to mimic you. I, I can't help it. I just try to, like, go deeper. It's a competition now. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Off to a hot start. Now you got me con- cognizant of my voice on here. No. You don't know that you have like a manly badass heard, voice? Pe- you know, people told me, John, you know, John Goodman? Yeah. 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 I get that a lot. I see that a little bit. If you had a little as long more. As they don't tell me I don't look like him. If you had a little no. more Bayou in you, you could do uh, Ed Ogeron. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just need to I don't the, think the anybody can mimic no. that. That's no, that's hard. One. You just mumble a lot and get like, real gravelly. He sounds like he's trying to talk like Go that. Go tag it. I think, he, I think he's not confident in what he says, so he just puts the mumble hard in there, and he's just like, okay, I hope you didn't understand that. <laughs> the best one I ever saw him was he was doing, a, he was doing an interview, and it was like in a gym or something, and those, there was kids in the background playing. Or oh, yeah, yeah, he yells at him. Twice he had to stop and say, hey. Doing a press conference over here. <laughs> you just got done with Yes Network. I did. How, how'd it go? How'd good. you do? Good. It's yeah. always good to see them. Um, they ask any hard questions? Yeah. You, you know, when, they, when I got to talk about my kids. Yeah? You know I mean? Yeah, well. Well, your son. Yeah. You know, like emotional stuff. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, All right. Um, proud, happy stuff? Proud, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like what's it going to be like when you see him play his first big league game and stuff? You know, that's. And you start thinking about it. Going, Geez, <laughs> oh, damn. You know? yeah. I might cry. It's like yeah. having to like walk my daughter down the aisle one of these days. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. it's a big moment. A big we moment. were gonna do baseball. We could get emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. You're calm. All good. right. We'll Welcome to good. San Diego, guys. So thanks yeah, for having is- us. I was just gonna say, like, are you? I, I saw you just signed for a guy. I mean, you still got some pretty big street cred here, right? Yeah. Well, maybe not with the actual Padres themselves. Okay. <laughs> the fans, maybe. Yeah. Sure. The fans still like you. <laughs> I was gonna say, have you had to like? Some of the young guys on the team, like Glaber, have you had to pull them aside and show them some of the tapes of you? Like, you put up 41 Yackers one year. Like, have you have you shown them, like, you used to rake or what? <laughs> you know, it's funny. They uh, they seem to find those things on their own. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Maybe they'll bring them to you. One good yelling session. They're like, who is this guy? <laughs> Very uh, seldom is there still, and I think, Lester. Uh, I'm trying to CC. Okay. I'm trying to think of the pitchers. Uh, yeah, I, I Cologne maybe was here. This is my favorite thing to do. Um, guys that are still pitching 
now that were around when I was playing. So uh, I think two years ago, my first year here, we were facing King Felix. That's who it was. Okay. And in the, uh, in the hitters meeting, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm in there going over base running and stuff like that. Marcus is handling the hitters, but – I mean, come on, guys. This can't be that tough. Watch this. And they show me hitting a home run <laughs> oh, on Felix there you or go. something. You know? Or awesome. maybe if you know Marcus isn't too far away from playing. Well, yeah, you got to fire one on once in a while. Yeah. Just for them to not they, – they can't forget who you know who's teaching them and who's working with them. So. I'm scrolling through your stats right now because we're nerds and we do this. You have a lot of back-to-back guys. Were you a two-home run in a game guy? I had a few two-home run yeah. games, yeah. Look, David Wells, good. same game. Then, the, then Jeff – the Mako, same game. The David Wells one was, I was with Anaheim, and we came in to play the Yankees, and, and this was in 1998, and during batting practice, you hear this big, loud boom, and the second deck fell into the seats Whoa. during BP. So if this happened during the game, I mean, yeah. something could have happened. Yeah. We ended up playing uh, the last game this. of the series at Shea. So the Angels and the Yankees yeah. play at Shea, and that's where I, I got Boomer. Yeah. I mean, did you think it was good luck? Were you like, I think we need to have some stadiums <laughs> fall every game now? I just liked hitting at Shea. Did you? Yeah. And even when I was with the Padre, which was the next year, I saw I could trade at San Diego. So, I, you know, we went there each year. Uh, I seemed to... I seem to do well at Shea. I don't know why. A lot of guys don't like it in there, but I like. What was it for you? Like, if you if you were somewhere with the the good batter's eye, or you were at somewhere with good bars, or like what what got you going? Well, there's definitely good bars in New York. And, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I live in the city. Um, you know, I just figured if I'm going to be a Yankee and I'm going to be back here in New York, uh, I'm going to live it up and yeah. do it right. So, so I live right in the city and take it all in. And you know, not not that I'm in the bars every night. Right. You probably would have heard about that by now, but. <laughs> I enjoy the the restaurants. I love the good, good food. But um, to go back to your question about the batter's eye and the hitting backgrounds, I think when you first step into the box at a stadium, yeah, you get an initial feel, but I think it probably has a lot to do with your initial success or failures in that spot. Right. And I can tell you Montreal was one of them. That was one of my first games in the big leagues. We, we started at home. My first big league game was, was in Houston. Um, and then it was on a Sunday. We had a day off. We went to Philadelphia, and I faced Schilling, Tommy Green, Tyler Green, which I don't know if you remember those the two Green <laughs> yeah. names, but they were young kids, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, blowing, throwing, you know, 97, 98, mm-hmm. and I didn't get a hit for the first – well, I got to hit my first at bat, and then not again until my last at bat in Montreal where we went to after uh, Philadelphia – but I remember stepping into the box in old Olympic Stadium. Yeah. Jeff Juden was on the mound, if you remember that guy. Mm-hmm. He was a, another guy, like six, eight. Boy. But I stepped in the box, and I looked out at the mound, and I swear to you, it looked like he was from me to you. Oh, I couldn't, man. I, it's just one of those weird yeah. backgrounds. Um, but I ended up doing well there, even though I didn't like the, the look and the feel of it. I ended up uh, you know, hitting okay in, in, in Olympic, uh, Olympic Stadium for some reason. Know. Yeah, those backdrops are crazy. That's what the London series, everyone was saying, like, you know, there's yeah. so much room that the mm-hmm. pitchers were like, what the hell is going on here? Now I just worry about how far I got to run out to third. <laughs> yeah. Like, when we play Oakland, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, it's way across the field. London, thank goodness we were in the third base dugout, but it was still a hike out there. So I don't think they showed an overhead of the field, did they? 
Yeah, I think so. It was big. It was weird. Yeah, I mean, was I, like, when we first got there, I just started laughing at Reggie because he had to run all the way across the field. <laughs> and, you know, Reggie's in, he's only what thirty four. He's in good shape. It doesn't yeah. matter him. So you get the call to be the the call from Boone or from Casher. I don't know how it went to come to the Yankees in 2018, mm-hmm. right? What was that whole process? What were 18, you, yeah, 18. Were, yeah. were you, uh, did you see that coming? You were, you had done a lot of minor leagues. You started independent when you went to coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Then minor leagues, the Toledo Mud Hens, famous minor league team. And then you got yep. one year, one year, <laughs> one year, who are you with? Uh, Giants. Giants. Yes. And then that call comes for the Yankees and a rookie manager who had, I mean, Booney, we love Booney, but he had no experience being in, in the in the clubhouse or the dugout as a manager or coach or anything. Was that exciting to come to New York and join this crew of young, uh, you know, yeah, young guys? Yeah, I mean, it's to put on this uniform every day, pretty awesome. Yeah. But to take you back to the original part of your question, you said, did I see it coming? Yeah. Well, at the time, <clears throat> I, had, I, I was actually going through the interview process with the Phillies, mm-hmm. and there was only two managing job open, jobs open, and – the Yankees and the Phillies. Yeah. So I was actually in Philadelphia, and Booney calls me. And if, people that don't know, Booney and I grew up together. I played, yeah. high, sc- I played high school baseball with Brett. Yeah. Uh, Brett and I actually played a year in the big leagues together. Um, been around the family since, you know, I was a young teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love Bob. Bob taught me how to catch when I had to go back and do that. But really close with the whole family. Aaron and I always had a different kind of special friendship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he calls me. He says, "Hey, tell me about these managers. Tell me about these interview. How, how's it go? Where, you know what they ask you." <laughs> I'm thinking, "Wait a second. Uh, we're down in the last stages here in Philly. I know you're not coming here." I said, "So he's interviewing for the Yankees, yeah. yeah, which is you know not really a surprise. Yep. You know he'd been talked about it like this, and then he starts saying, "Hey, if if things don't work out in Philly, and and I get this." Would you come with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure, pal. You're yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're getting, you're getting the Yankee job. Knock okay. yourself out, Aaron. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, sure. If it, if it doesn't work out, I'll be right there, pal. And uh, Lee called me a couple of days later and talked about how well the interview process went. And if you guys know, in which a lot of people do it, but if you know Booney on a personal level, uh, I'm not – and I joked around about, yeah, sure, if you get it. Yeah. But it – did not come as a surprise. He, yeah. he walks into a room, you know he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same way, I think, when he walks into the media room. You guys would know that better than I. Uh, but when he walks in our room, uh, into the coach's room, you know you know Aaron Boone's there. You know the leader's in there. When he walks into the clubhouse with the players, it's the same way. Um, he, the full attention right away. There's no you know, bullshit going on. You know what I mean? It's the leader's here, and we're going to listen to him, and, and we're going to follow him, and um, I, I've been around some really good managers. I, I worked for Boach for a year. I mm-hmm. worked with um, Jim Leland in Detroit. <clears throat> played for Buck Showalter. Played for Dusty. Played for Garden High. That's a hell of a list, um, yeah. And I'll say this: as as I've gone forward in my career, uh, you know, and, and I've had some managerial interviews. And do I aspire to manage someday? Absolutely. Uh, while I'm doing my job, that's not a thought. I, mm-hmm. I do my job 100. percent to be the best third base coach and, and the best coach for the Yankees. But I'm also learning through the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're taking little bits and pieces of each guy you've worked for. Or, you know, and there was a lot of times where, you know, even with Boach, you know, I was like, well, I probably have done something a little different yep. Or, yep. or that's right. And, uh-huh. um, but there were a lot of things that came up early on with Aaron that surprised me. Uh, like, how does he, how would he know that? You know what I mean? Yeah. He has mm-hmm. not been in this room around these players like this before. 
So how would he know these things? And there was a lot of times where I've, I didn't have any moments where I said, nah, we got to do this different. You know, he, you should do this differently. It was never like that. And it was, in fact, it was more so I would do it that way yeah. rather than what I've always thought I would do and how I would handle that situation this way. And that's what makes him so good with the, with the players. Um, and, that, and that's – I couldn't give you a percentage of what that job is as far as that relating to the players, but it's a, it's a darn big part of it. Yeah, you know? pretty so, big. Yeah. When you get the call for – so when he calls you and says join the staff, is it third base coach? Is it whatever position? Or did you know that that's what you were going to be doing? Yeah, we talked about a, a few things, and if you, you went through the, the staff that was originally constructed, um, I'm the one that had the experience of doing that. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's the closest you can be, and, you know, you get old in age, you know, you wish you could still do a lot of things you could do when you were 25, 26. It ain't just baseball, you yeah. know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I'm as close to being a player – as when I did play. You, you know got to I mean? still have the reactions out there. One quick foul ball. Who's the scariest? Right. Is it G? Is it Judge? Sanchez. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. have one for you. You know, <laughs> is this when I... Uh, that's, this is uh, G yeah. trying to take you out. John Carl. Yep. Yeah, and actually I landed a little weird there. I got a little tear in the hip muscle. Oh, yep. really? Oh, yeah. I've been getting these PRP treatments from there. But I was also about 30 pounds heavier there. Yeah. I like this. I just like when you react. Yeah, I got all the gifts because what I do on Twitter all day. Right. Just, oh, this is taking forever, but just laughing. It's we got to get good. you better, better Wi-Fi in here. Go. There we go. Baltimore almost got taken out there. Baltimore. Did you get the one in L.A. where I did get hit? Oh, I probably don't have that. I don't know. Is that? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at mobile there. <laughs> I, saw I remember you putting that one on the, on the Twitter thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I have another question, though. When Boone calls you, is there any sense in, like, the media or even the fans have kind of, like, built this, and sometimes we build up personas for you guys that we don't know if is real, but it's funny mm-hmm. and it's fun. But there is a good cop, bad cop vibe or thought process to you and Boone. And we had the one clip which, you know, you were giving the guys a talking to. I forget when that was. Here it is. Is that, is that a role that you take, or are we completely wrong? Or if, the, if there needs to be a little scolding or a little pick-me-up, is that you? Um, you know, I just think everybody has different personalities, yeah. you know, and Booney and I certainly have different personalities. There's, I think there's certain times where his voice is, is more necessary than a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, <laughs> people get, you know, if you, you get to know me, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I have a hard time probably keeping some emotions in at times. Well, um, I mean, but I think it's also necessary at times and yeah, yeah. And, and you, I think over the years in this job, you certainly have learned um, right times and right spots to, yeah, yeah. to to pick those places. I remember that one, you know, well, the, very, oh, yeah, very yeah. finally we were playing Baltimore, and no and, knock on Baltimore, but we, uh, you know, maybe perhaps we were playing down to our competition. There was a few plays that happened in the field, and, you know, we yeah. were just better than that that day. And, and there was terrible. They There was, yeah, they – there was playing terrible defense. It was like sluggish and stuff. I can say it if you can. It was a. <laughs> no. It was not the Yankees' brand of defense at that time. It was definitely different than uh, what we were seeing every day. So. I just think that uh, our the way our staff w- was constructed before and the way our staff is constructed now, um, you know, I think there's certain each guy's got a different voice and in different ways of uh, expressing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that. I'm not that was that a coaching moment, a teaching moment, you know, you call it whatever you want, but um it happened and it was probably yeah. better for the better. But, I mean, I mean it's really not. I mean, you've seen Aaron go out and you know have yeah. arguments with umpires. 
I have not seen Aaron be like that with the players. Yeah. yeah. He's never really had that, you know, those moments to where it was necessary. Uh-huh. You know, we've had certainly some ups and downs over the yeah. course of two seasons. I mean, it's hard to say that when, you know, there's, you know, there's managers and other teams walking through there haven't won 70 games in the yeah. last two years, let alone us 100, winning 100 yeah. for both years. But um, you certainly have your ups and downs as clubs. Um, and uh, Aaron has his own constructive ways of going about things. I have mine. Yep. Carlos Mendoza has his. Reggie Wood. I mean, we all do. Larry, uh, when he was the pitching coach, same way. Hark's with the, Hark with the guys in yep. the pen. Now, Hark can be like that. It's just yeah, not yeah. on video. Yeah. Because he's out in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just uh, we each have our own personalities. And, and, and honestly, I don't ever want to have – I don't ever have to. I don't ever want to have Aaron ha- ever have to do something like that to the players. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like. I mean, I played hockey my whole life, and there's the the head coach, and there's the assistant coach, and the head coach is one guy, and the assistant coach same with principals, mm-hmm. right? In yeah. school. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think you need the balance there, and and uh, if uh, one guy's not going to play that role, then some some, some will. But did, did you always think you were going to end up coaching, or were you the were you the player that you were going to end up coaching or are you the player that was like, ah, I'm never going to coach. And now you're sitting here and you're like, I'll shoot. <laughs> when I shut it down after 06 and I actually had a, an agreement to go, I, I didn't sign, but I agreed to a contract a few days before spring training. Uh, I got a call the next day. A couple of my buddies wanted to go play golf in Palm Springs. Excuse me. And I woke up and I'm like, man, I'd rather go play golf in Palm Springs. (laughs) And honestly, I never looked back. And I really thought I was going to be golfing in Palm Springs and Pebble (laughs) Beach and and here uh, just for the rest of my life, really. And then after a couple years, you just – Pulls you back I did some media. I did, like, ESPN. I did, like, uh, the College World Series. Um, Good at it or bad at it, I got no idea. I know one thing, the the button was too – you know, it wasn't – it wasn't quick enough for me. Sometimes. <laughs> um, the filter wasn't real yeah, yeah, good for live cough, TV, if you will. Yeah, um, but it, it. And I got a call from a friend that they. And the, you mentioned the independent league, mm-hmm. which was right up the road here at Cal. Yeah. We played our home games at Cal State Fullerton. That's uh, your home turf, too. Right. Gary Carter was the manager, and he had just started to get sick, oh, wow. and. Uh, the guy said, hey, can you do me a favor? We just manage the team. And the first time he asked him, like, there is no way I'm going to manage <laughs> it independently. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But there was a couple guys, Kevin Towers and Tim Wallach, that I spoke to. Um, and both of them said, hey, this is like a three-month deal, man. Go check it out. Hi, Lance. Lindsay Adler's a friend of the show. Absolutely. <laughs> um, just go. You, this might be something you want. We yeah. think you'd be good at it, for one. Um but go, go check it out. Go try it for, for uh, you know, the summer and see how it is. You're close to home. Everybody, you know, you're right here. And I just remember being a couple of days into what was our spring training, uh, which is after regular spring training for affiliated ball. Um, get the players together. We're out on the field for a few days. Uh, Paul Abbott was my pitching coach, longtime right-handed pitcher, mm-hmm. Mariners, and um, who's now the AAA pitching coach with the Red Sox. But, yeah, we. I just remember a couple of days in going, man, this is fun. I mean, it was. Yeah. And to this day, I shouldn't say now because my last two summers of baseball have been pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, putting on that uniform every day is a different deal. Um, but that summer, I look back and I still say that is up until the last two years, probably my funnest summer of baseball. 
um, just the hunger in those guys. Yeah. It was all a bunch of eight ball, double eight guys. I had some ex big leaguers that, you know, released. This is their last chance to even play baseball. Yeah. The money didn't matter. We raked the fields. We did, you know, we did everything and it was awesome. Uh, we had a, we had a blast and I was going to go back. I went to the winter meetings the next year to, you're not just the manager, you're the sponsor. You're yeah, doing yeah, freaking, yeah. you know, you're, you're trying to find players. You're the GM, you're the agent. Right. Yep. And, um, Ran into some guys from the Detroit Tigers, and a half hour later, they offered me the double-A job, and, and I took it. And yeah. Didn't even know where it was. <laughs> Erie, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, really? Erie, yep. PA. Seawolves? Seawolves. Nice. Yep. I was no, there for uh, one year, and then Toledo for three. Nice. No time change, right? No uh, daylight savings in Erie? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah you'd have I was to there. Us. I think I was there after the fall back and before okay. the spring forward, however the hell it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Cold, I know that. Yeah. Cold. Oh, it, yeah it's a different yeah. kind of cold. Well, I mean, Bronx in the, uh, you know, that's April cold. Games. Minor league cold's different than big <laughs> yeah. league cold. Yeah. We got nice heaters in big the dugout. Although my ass is out on the field. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Um, I can't wear the big jacket out there. I tried wearing it underneath the uniform as we saw. The, well, I, I yeah. you know, we were going to fluff you up a little bit. We were going to mention some of the nice home runs. You didn't have to fluff me up any more fluff well, than yeah, I was I was going to say, that's part of your guys' link now. I mean, <laughs> the John Boy kind of got you on, like, a workout plan or something. Dude, you look roped up right now. I, I, t- I was, We were talking to yeah. him right before yeah. we came on here. It was that night, that fight in Boston two years ago, and I got on the scale the next morning because I'm watching the highlights going, geez, almighty, do I look like that, really? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you see pictures of yourself. You don't really, you know. But I got on the scale and it was it was not good. I yeah. mean, I played at like two thirty five and I was two seventy nine, mm. stark naked in the middle of the Ritz Carlton <laughs> room. So I was when you wake up, you're at your lightest, right? right. So I was two eighty five. Let's let's just put it what it is. So did you thank <laughs> Tyler Austin for spiking Brock Holt because that set you on a new diet? Rush, I just thank them for being idiots. Yeah, and growing <laughs> yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What's the secret? I did. You just get back in the gym? You cut some carbs? Or what are you doing? So, you know, the next day I was like, all right, I'll get on the treadmill. And it, or whatever, the elliptical. Yeah. And I did that for about 15 minutes and I was out of gas. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was a long, yeah, it took me a while. But the eating better, really not until last winter is when I was able to start, like, you know, the one that kills me is the wine. I, I love yeah. that. You know, yeah. I'm a big, you know, I'm not a boozer by any means, yeah. but. Well, maybe hell, are maybe you, I am. I don't know. <laughs> this is a confessional. <laughs> are you are you like in the wine game? Like, are do you you yeah, got you I, got some taste and I like stuff the going good on? Wines, yeah, yeah the good California cabs. Really okay. got into like the Italian stuff. Nice. And, but it got to you know you come home from playing golf and you go to make dinner. You, you I got into like oh, I'm gonna drink a little white and yeah. then uh, you make dinner. You have a nice steak and now you're drinking and a red. bottle of red. And if you open a bottle, I don't want to waste it. Right. So yeah. You gotta drink. Gotta drink it. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, it just, you know, it's a Are you it's work- all part. I guess, geez, I guess they did have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Are you working out at the stadium? You got a workout buddy uh, within the Yankees? Yeah, you know, just the same guys are in there mostly. Um, and your your boy Luke, you know, oh, we're, we yeah. seem to be in there quite yeah. a bit at the yeah. same time. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, can I share? Uh, any, well, if you listen to Talking Yanks, we used to make a joke that we watched you throw batting practice to Voight. You both had the buttons undone. <laughs> you had the chests out. And we were like, man, this is like it meat, was like on, a, this, it was meat like a on meat right here. Black like, Mirror episode or something. Two football guys like, playing was, baseball. It was the first <laughs> thing I ever saw of you because somebody brought it to me. Yeah. You got to see this because you were talking about uh, home run if derby. Voight makes the home run derby, 
that I throw to him, and every time he hits a home run, I got to take off an article of clothes. Right. That, that got a little weird. I, gotta, <laughs> well, I don't have that many articles on. That. You know that, right? Well, Base, that, the baseball day in Boston, I did. I think That's it was a I button. I think it was a button. I think it was a button. Oh, undo yeah, each button. Yeah, undo yeah, each right. button so you end up just shirtless a, with steaks and beers. That was it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just okay. picturing Luke Voigt hitting the home run to win the home run derby, and then you guys chest bump. and Boiled up. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> your word's not mine, but yeah. Um, and just maybe Stone Cold style at the end. I don't know. I mean, I, baseball needs a little more I, of that. I saw you follow me after that, and I texted him. I was like, I think he, I think he gets it. <laughs> I think he's <laughs> in. I think he saw that. Yeah, I will say, Booney will come in. Uh, I remember Booney coming in, and, and Luke and I, he he lifts kind of old school. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he gets after it in there. Yeah, which, free weights which, and the on the ball and all that right. crap. Right. I mean, he doesn't – you've seen the videos of the yeah. one-arm bench. We don't let him do that yeah. anymore. But, <laughs> it's a good uh, call. <laughs> he certainly takes care of his body. Yeah. You know, and uh, the unfortunate injury he had last year had nothing to do with his weightlifting or anything like that. It just is a weird play. Yeah. But – uh, Booney comes in one time, and, and Luke and I, I don't know, Luke was doing something, and I was doing something, and we probably both were grunting a little bit. And <laughs> Booney said, I just feel like I walked into a WWE set here. So. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fun. That's awesome, man. So third base coach, can you can I uh, ask a little bit, like, what goes into prep and all that? Like, do you, do you right now, if I was to give you, like, an outfielder, would you be like, that's a no-go, or like, yeah, all day? Yeah, I mean, it depends on situations, obviously. Yeah. You know, where you're at in the game. Um, there certainly are times when I'm going to challenge guys a little more. There's certainly guys I will challenge more than others. Um, but you got to remember what our offense is constructed like. Yeah. You know, for me to get a guy thrown out at home plate with less than two outs. Yeah. Uh, there, I can't say it's not going to ever happen. Is yeah. it, it has, certainly. But, you, you know, to me, that would be the biggest mistake, especially when you look at the way our lineup is constructed. But, you know, my pregame prep, certainly, I'll watch. I can watch every single throw, the technology we have these days. I can just punch in a name, and up will show yeah. every single throw. And I want to see him, you know, an outfielder making throws to his right, when he's moving on the run to his right, when he's moving on the run to his left, when he's charging real hard. There's a lot of guys have a hard time gathering their feet and throwing yeah. when they're charging hard. Uh, what are the, what's their arm strength like? Are they going to sack fly? How deep I can test yeah. them? Um, another thing you go, like, you know, take you to Houston, just because that's who's fresh. That's who we just played. You know, Carlos Correa will go out on the cut every time, every chance they get. So, All right. you know, a ball goes down the right field line. Normally the second baseman goes out. A shortstop will trail. Some teams use the first baseman. But if you watch the way they rotate, Correa is going out. Every single time they want the ball in his hands. That's and awesome. He's had some throws. I yeah. mean, he, he had a throw, uh, I forget who they're against. It was Reddick to Correa, and it was, it looked like a video guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the one in the playoffs this yeah. year. Yeah. The, that was crazy. With DJ uh, at second, runner's motion. Um, you know, the play, sometimes when, sometimes when you, okay, first of all, there was two outs. So I'm yeah, going to kind of yeah. push the envelope there, but. You know, when you when you take yourself through those plays and you're in those positions, and in no way am I sitting here making an excuse or anything like that. Uh, if the play happened again, I would send him again. Yeah. It's a perfect bounce. He was and on then, the wrong yeah. side of the bag. Like, that's right. not a throw you practice. The like, with that, two outs, you take that chance. Like, you're the, talking to the right guy. The man. play that he made was it was it was just a phenomenal play. I don't know if many others – I don't know if there's a shortstop. Lindor, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Simmons. Uh, but they don't have the arm strength that, that Carlos does. And the way the ball bounced you, when DJ got to third, DJ was about two or three feet from the bag when I really had to make my decision. Mm -hmm. um, and the ball was still in the air after it bounced off Altuve. 
I, I did think it was a little further back. Yeah. Uh, I knew Carlos was going that way, but I don't know which way the ball is spinning. Right. Yeah, it's a perfect uh, bounce for that's, them. That's one, a, one bounce away from not being a play at all. Yeah. yeah. We're in a game where it was runs were hard to come yeah. by. Oh, if yeah. I Premium. recall, it was a 2-1 game maybe. Might have been a tie game at the time. It was game two, right? It was game two. So yeah. it was 2-2 two, two was the tie, So I, and I think that, that would have tied the game. So it was either 2-1 two, or 2-2. Two, two I, I think the run would have put us ahead. Okay, so maybe 2-2. Two, I, two. I don't know. But uh, like, like I said, it, it was a bang-bang, and the guy threw an 89-mile-an-hour strike on the front corner at home plate, and DJ's out by five feet, which looks like 10 feet. Uh, if it's offline a little bit, it becomes bang-bang. Bang, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's plays like that that you think of. That's the hardest one. As yeah. a third base guy, and of course it happens in game two of the ALCS. Yeah. <laughs> well, you followed a guy who, third base coach, uh, for, as far as the dumbass fans online, it's a, it's a, it's a, you only talk about him if you're upset right. position. And the guy you followed, there was a lot of upsetness. In your 2018 season, like when you first came, I think I made the point like, hey, we really haven't had anything to talk about here. It was pretty flawless. Mm. And then... There was one time you sent your buddy Voight last year. Bad one, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, do you not know that Voight runs in quicksand? <laughs> yeah, he he gets blown one. away by Voight's speed. We like Luke Voight, but Love Luke, but yeah. I, I just feel like there there will be like a chopper in the hole, and I'm like, all right, it's going to be bang, bang at first, and Luke's out by like two or three, and I'm like, oh. Yep, yep. And I'm a, hey. I remember the play. I, you, I'll tell you the biggest reason why I remember the play, because I went up and watched the replay. And if you remember, Luke slides home he and he flips his home. He goes, "What is? What did he send me for?" Yeah. So does he not know I'm slow? Right. So well, he was right yeah. for one, but the fact that it was voiced and on yeah. camera and everything. Yeah. So that's why. And there's I, some asshole on Twitter that reads his lips and posts it. Right. And yeah. Luke and I are as, Luke and I are as, as tight as, as yeah, we yeah. come. Um, I, I, you know, I, 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 yeah, I use the term son maybe, but no, okay. you know, he's a great kid. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I had to pull him aside. Yeah. I said, you ever show me up again? <laughs> <laughs> I know I screwed it up, all right? Uh, it's pretty, what, uh, I, I, well, we'll start sending you soon. I mean, what's uh, we, we like bringing kind of the Yankees to life a little bit. It's, it's kind of like what was our start a little bit. It's giving guys personalities mm-hmm. and then, like, their personalities leak out and Guardy and all of it. But um, for for you, like we're we're getting a little bit of nice nice glass of red wine. Maybe you like a golf? Do you still golf a lot? Oh, like yeah. what else do we need to know about? I'm out that? tomorrow morning. I'm taking a couple of the uh, MLB Network. Well, okay. I, DeRosa and Millar are good buddies of mine. Okay. Uh, Mark Kotze lives here. Nice. So the four of us got a nice game in the morning. Kotze, Fullerton guy. Fullerton guy. Yeah. Swing yeah. lefty. Yeah. Who, Kotz, Kotze? right-handed golfer. Really? Yeah. One of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Those guys weird. So we'll have a, we'll, Kotz and I will take on Dero and Millar in the morning. I'm sure if, if you're listening to the MLB Network, you'll hear all, all about it tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Millar will be screaming. Right, yeah. right. We're uh, That'll be a fun day. Fun day. It's, it's, it's good. I mean, there's so many people in town and a lot of friends and people that uh, – Yeah, they all coming to you this time, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. When are you coming down? What are you, I'm like, well, I mean, it's – It'll be good to see a lot of the people that uh, that I haven't seen in a long time. All right, throw us a, a food recommendation while we're down here, and we'll let you go. Well, Quick downtown. Trivia. I don't come downtown a lot anymore okay. since uh, since I, I don't you know when I was playing down here. Right. Obviously, I would drive down games, and I'd usually just go back home. Uh, if you, they just got a new Del Frisco's over here by the. Uh, okay. the I know it's a chain deal, yeah. but I heard it's pretty good. You know what you're getting. You know, fine. Find some good Mexican food down yeah, there. Yeah, it's really, like there's it. a little tequila bar. 
uh, taco tequila bar right next door at the uh, the Marriott Marquis. Yeah, that's real can do good. That. Um, but if you branch out of here, if you get into the, like the La Jolla's and stuff like that, there's some great little Piatti's and stuff. awesome little Italian place in La Jolla. Um, move it up towards Del Mar and, you know, like a Jake's and all those places yeah. on the Cove and anywhere along the coast. You keep all driving right. along the coast, That's you guys will stuff. find some good stuff. You got a trivia question? We, we got a trivia one question, trivia question for, for everyone. All right. All right. It's Roosevelt's the shirt we're wearing. They're silly. They're, on they're silly shirt. Yeah. So Where's tri- yours? Tri- oh, wow. Oh, wow. Producer Bill getting called. Oh, he is wearing a, yeah, a Roosevelt shirt. Thing. Roosevelt quote. All right. How I see dogs and Runners, what's on yours? Over this there? is uh, the same okay. lot. My, mine's just, I, yeah. I like this style. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of just, this is like my signature. But nice. it's San Diego I don't have wear, a too. I mean, it yeah, fits. No, oh, it's beachwear. Like yeah, 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 it's beachwear. Glad we're not in Boston. How would, what, no. are you like, are, would you say you're a bit, what's your baseball knowledge? Scale of one to ten. Ten's like one of the guys, our height, Buster Olney, Kirk Jen, one of those guys. I feel like it's okay. Yeah, All it's right. pretty good. Okay. I'll give I'll you a trivia question. I was a big baseball card collector when I was a kid. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you get all your stuff from baseball. Yeah. Do you know who he saw? Are, are you friendly with Phil Hughes or baseball friendly or anything I, like that? Uh, Might have faced him a time. I don't know him okay. personally. We, oh, we, we just went to him, opened some cards on camera. He's, he's a, a big, big cards guy. card guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, and he made us a breakfast burrito. That's another thing. But <laughs> Roosevelt's trivia question. Okay. Here we go. Who was the first pick in the 1992 MLB oh, draft? Oh, crap. Really? <laughs> I know, what comes after that? Because Jeter was number six, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. no we've we've been I doing. Have, I, who's is the second most home runs MLB home runs Fullerton grad? Is my second? No, you got beat out by someone that's Chris playing Davis. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crush got you. Does he have more career or one season? Because I know he broke career. I okay, think so this he year just, he got. He this passed. year he okay. got you. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. Wallach wasn't ahead of ahead of me, but. I think Wall. I think it's Wallach Davis. Wall, Wallach's up there for everything. I was just going through yeah. it earlier. We've been like, do, we've been doing easy trivia to give away the shirt. So I'm so. three then. Three, yeah. okay. three, three for now. Here you, you go. Said, you got the same one as me. XL. I love it. I'll go XL. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you'd rather a large. We got a bunch. We can give you whatever you want. But, I don't want to make too much perspective. Yeah, man. <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> XL's good. We're we're going to be for sitting down with yeah. Us, we're going to be around the Bronx this year, man. Love so it. just uh, I love okay. the stuff you guys do. You guys know I follow you. I yeah, yeah all that I appreciate stuff on that. Twitter, so that's good. We appreciate right. that. Appreciate Thank you. That. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Thanks. That was Phil Nevin, third base coach for the New York Yankees. Pretty cool dude. He was nice. Strong. Pretty cool dude. Strong guy. His story, how he got into coaching, was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, they. Cal, uh, Cal State called me up. Coach left. They needed a guy for a couple weeks. He's like, I knew it was back. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I'm here for that. Yeah. He didn't like you. No, that's not true. Yeah, I don't know. He, I don't know if he liked you that's or me true. or any of us. I don't think he liked you. Maybe. He, uh, I think he was surprised when you let him in with like the, hey, are you the bad cop on the team? And he's like, are you calling me a cop right now? <laughs> I, I I was I I did for a quick second get a vibe like I don't want to be known as the bad cop, right? We talked through it. We got we got through it pretty good. He, He's, he uh, needed to be the bad cop in that moment. Likable guy. Yeah, big big Phil Nevin fan. We have to try and get him uh, during the season to come back on with us. We'll do a check, do an update. What what else did he say? He said something. 
It was, I think it was at the beginning of the interview it's or funny it was before. we're struggling to remember and the audience has just listened they to it. They just <laughs> listen. I know. I, I think that makes it more fun. But we, we said something like, oh, San Diego, like they, they love you here. This is your hometown. And I think he said something kind of tongue in cheek. He's like, yeah, they used to. And I think it was because he interviewed for the managerial job, but he didn't get it. Something like that. I don't no idea. Yeah. Okay, maybe, cool. Maybe so that's a little inside fake info for you guys. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. As always, go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>